Welcome to a super fluffy year-end edition of Food and Loathing. If you know anything about the media, you may already know that things really slow down this time of year because most of the reporters and the publicists who pitch us stories and the people we report on are on some form of vacation or sabbatical or whatever. <laughs> and people tend to phone, even those who aren't really, um, tend to phone things in with year end of year lists, favorite story roundups, assorted fluff, you know, whatever you listen to, they're doing it right <laughs> now, man. Nothing new, nothing original. Uh, well, look, we're going to take that one further with our fluffiest episode ever as we gear up for 2024. I love it. And when I say we, I'm referring to two-thirds of our usual food and loathing crew. You have both of the show's hosts, myself, Al Mancini, a 20-plus-year veteran Las Vegas dining reporter and a creator of the Neon Feast Restaurant Guide and App, and co-host, longtime food writer and creator of the Wishbone and Vine food blog, Samantha Gemini Stevens. Missing in action today as he deals with his own year-end obligations. Still with us in spirit and more importantly, well, just as importantly, I should say, Putting the entire show together behind the scenes <laughs> is our man of the people, our unapologetic fast food fan, and the audio engineering genius, Mr. Rich Johnson. So, Gemini, just the two of us this week. Yeah. And we're doing it this time via Zoom. How are you doing, <laughs> are. and where the hell are you? I am in Ocean Park, Washington. Oh, Tiny, okay. tiny little town on a tiny little peninsula on the southwest side of the state. Interesting. Yeah. Um, well, cool. And how's the weather up there? Uh, a little bit gloomy and gray and perfect. <laughs> Isn't that the Pacific Northwest? You go there for yep. gloomy and gray, right? <laughs> exactly. It's a little gloomy and gray outside here today as we record in Las Vegas. So you ain't missing any of our Vegas sunshine <laughs> today. Um, so, you know, it's just the two of this week. And um, look, let's be honest. We have very little new material this week. A bit, but not a lot. Um, we do, I suspect, have some strong opinions on the things other people are writing this week, however. <laughs> so I'm hoping we can use today's year-end lag to dissect the work of some of our colleagues and discuss what we think about their year-end material. Though This stuff coming from Desert Companion, maybe The Weekly, perhaps even Eater. How's that sound? That sounds great. Okay, cool. <laughs> um, I'm glad you're in. I'm glad you bought it. Um, I'm just glad I got somebody to, to answer a damn call today, man. This is awesome. Thank I can you. only imagine what the last few days are like. <laughs> uh, yeah, not a lot. It's crazy. Um, so, of course, we usually start the show talking about where we've been eating, specifically where we've been eating in Las Vegas, although we do occasionally tell you about our travels. Um, since Gemini is once again in the Pacific Northwest, Northwest where she and Rich have both been spending a lot of time lately, they both already told us a hell of a lot about what they've been eating in Oregon this year. So perhaps we'll limit to the out of town stuff this week. I mean, if you but if you've had anything up there that you think the Vegas audience cares about, by all means, let's hear about it. If not, maybe you have eaten something here in Las Vegas since last we recorded this show. I don't even know. But so you tell me wh where you've been eating, Gemini. <laughs> yeah, I actually saved some stuff for this week because John and I were doing a lot before we left. Um, so one of the nights we hit Archie's Thai on Sahara. Uh, it was pad nice. Thai for both of us, one with chicken, one with seafood. Uh, the spice was a little low for our request. You know, they give you a range of 10 at Archie's. And I think I chose a six and he chose a four and they both came out probably about a three or a four. Um, uh, but other than that, I mean, super delicious. Their Thai wontons are super, super crispy. 
and uh, we had some uh, egg rolls as well. So just a nice, really delicious Thai dinner. Just wanted it more spicy. Yeah. Cool. I mean, better that they give you things that are a little less spicy that you can spice up on your own. Than Absolutely. You give you stuff that makes it that you exactly. can't eat it no matter for what, right? <laughs> yeah, I, I like that, spicy, you know, but sometimes it gets a little bit much. <laughs> I like that spice is like, um, you know, a scale of one to ten. Well, that's not a ten. That's a seven in my yeah. eyes. Like, we it's know, we're, so what the subjective. fuck are we using? It's the most spinal tap fucking thing ever. Like, no, we go to eleven. Oh, you know? I like that. <laughs> it's one louder. <laughs> Um, let's see. I um, I also went over to Ahern's Joel's Chop House. Um, I was there yes. for I was there for a dinner um for ACF chefs. Uh, as you know, they support chefs for kids. Um, so we had a table there. Uh, it was buffet style, but the food was really good. It was a huge selection, including prime ribs, seafood pasta, fresh with fresh mussels, shrimp, um, Caesar salad. They had um sausages and rice and just a little bit of everything for uh, everyone. And it was really done well. The food was, this was at Joel's at Joel's shop house in yep. the Ahern, right? In the Ahern. Yeah, and the Ahern, by the way, people is that hotel that is on Sahara, very, very close to the strip. Also yep. very, very close to the, the golden steer. It's kind of in yep. between the strip and golden steer between the world's largest gift shop and the golden steer. If you know what I'm thinking, <laughs> if, if you're a Vegas regular, you know what I'm talking about. And it's that big red fucking building. And Joel's Chop House is relatively new. I know my friend Jonathan Scott's been getting in there a lot. Mm -hmm. He seems to like it. I have not made it over there. So uh, I'm I'm missing out. Yeah, I think so. I mean, I, you know, every when Mark was Chef Mark was in there, it was good. Um, But just the place just wasn't busy enough to sustain something that size. And I think now that they are busier, um, they're offering more hotel stuff. They're doing uh, conferences and things like that. Joel's is a really good addition. Uh, the food was really nice. Everything was cooked to perfect temperatures. Uh, service was really great. Again, it was a buffet, but there was still a level of service um, that spoke to what they were trying to do there. It's also a beautiful room. Uh, it's got some nice views of uh, the Sahara. You can sort of see all the lights coming across from another side. And uh, yeah, I, I like, can I get, can I go there like when Sick New World is across the street and like watch the concerts? In oh that my god, wouldn't that space? be amazing? <laughs> no, I'm curious. Is there a view of that giant event? Probably not uh, on the stage. Either there, way, probably just of a bunch of people. Right? Yeah. I mean, you would you would get a view of something, but I'm sure that the uh, the people putting on the show would do the do the proper blocking off. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know if that's what they're really worried about. Cheapskates <laughs> who would rather go and watch it from a restaurant from the chop house yeah exactly very cool well Um, i'm glad you got in there and i would really like to get in as a matter of fact we've got to schedule a meal for you and me and rich soon maybe we think about that place think about it and just a just a quick shout out to whoever the chef uh the pastry chef is because the desserts were absolutely gorgeous i mean something i would expect from a really high-end place on the strip they had uh, these beautiful domes of mirror glaze they had a couple of different flavors one was chocolate uh one was white chocolate which that's not chocolate, but that's a whole other conversation. But the fruit in it was I really like nice. I like white chocolate, though. I'm sorry. <laughs> I'm like, I either want the darkest dark chocolate you could possibly get, like, you know, 97% yes. cacao or something. <laughs> like, ridiculous. Not, not really 97. I know people are thinking that. But but I want as high as you could possibly get or white chocolate. Those that's, are my two. Don't give me okay. milk chocolate. Don't give me medium, you know. None of that middle ground stuff. None of that middle ground stuff. So, yeah, I'm not really a man of the middle grounds. There you go. Um, we had our supper club, you know, that we get together or try to get together at least once a month. So we had our little annual appetizers and cocktails, um, which was just really fun. And I just want to 
I know they listen, so I just wanted to say thank you to everybody involved in that. I'm not going to go into too many details um, as the food, but it was really good and and very community oriented, and I I really enjoyed that. Um, I went to Bagel Cafe for the first time in a long time, and I don't know if they've changed the recipe or what, but in a good way, the matzo ball soup blew my mind. The time I'd had this it before. Is- Bagel this Cafe is, on Buffalo, right by where yes, it, yeah, yes, right by, right by the, the, big, the uh, Summerlin Park, Summerlin Parkway, Parkway, right? Um, yeah, it's within a like a little set of office buildings um, on like a little corner section. They've got a huge deli. They do a lot of desserts. They do, of course, all the bagels you can think of, and all the different. Yeah, great place for bagels. Oh my if gosh, if you're a New York bagel person, that's where they that really are the top places in town. Um, and I got their potato latkes, and they were. I mean, just everything was absolutely did delicious. Uh, super well seasoned, really crispy on the latkes. The soup was really rich. The matzo balls were perfect. Um, they they tend to come out, I find sometimes either really doughy or so light they're falling apart. And these had the perfect texture, stayed with the soup um, and had a lot of flavor on their own, which I actually really appreciated. And I don't know if I, I've made matzo ball soup once in my life, so I don't know where it's supposed to be, but I was kind of blown away in a good way. Um, and then I went to a pop up with uh, Hemant Kishur that we have talked about before. He does the toddy shop. He does um, fried chicken fries at the parlor on uh, Carson Street, just past sixth. Um, mm-hmm. That's an Antonio Nunez place. We've talked about him and with him on this show. And so he did a pop up for one of our Chefs for Kids winners from last year's auction and did beautiful chicken and veg and um, some some chickpeas and just some greens and just really showed off a lot of the flavors that he has talked to us about before. Um, So whenever he's doing a pop-up, you can find stuff on his Instagram. He's the toddy shop on Instagram. Um, He's sometimes also referred to as the six pack chef. And he usually does things at the parlor on Carson. It's a small place on their own. They're like a breakfast and coffee joint during the day. Uh, And then on Twice a month on Fridays, they do the chicken fry. And I've been told that there's more events coming. So as soon as we have more information on those, we'll be sharing that. That it for you? That's it for me. You look done. No, absolutely. <laughs> Thank you for sharing all of that. Uh, I've actually been running around like crazy eating at local restaurants. Now I'm back in Vegas after a week in Philly. Uh, so I have a few. I was back at the new Durango Resort. This time I had plans to meet a friend, but we hadn't decided on a spot to eat. And the Eat Your Heart Out food hall was packed. I mean, unfucking real. Huge lines just about (laughs) everywhere. Not a lot of tables. The only place I knew that I could get a table is if we went into You or Me Sushi. So um, we gave that a try because, you know, that's pretty much all table seating in there. So, you know, and it wasn't full. So that was cool. It's worth noting they have what seems to me to be a more limited menu than in the Arts District original. And it's pretty heavy on rolls. And we had a couple of those rolls, plus some spicy tuna and crispy rice and some miso black cod lettuce wraps. It was all good. I'm going to be honest, nothing blew me away. But I'm really more about nigiri and sashimi. And I know that you can get that here, but it's not really. Like, you don't just order a platter, at least not that I saw on the menu. You know what I mean? So would have been doing a la carte of only certain things. And the, the menu, I would say, just doesn't really speak to me. That's fair. Um, and it was the prices seemed a bit higher than I would what I remember in the arts district, but that could just be inflation. 
all in all, um, we had a decent meal, but with all the other cool places to explore in Durango and so many amazing spots right in that food hall, eat your heart out. It'll probably be a while before I'm back in you or me. Not bad, but I feel there are much better places to um, explore on this property. Okay. Uh, next up, another food hall. <laughs> Sue and I, I joined Thrillist, <laughs> Thrillist Rob Cacheris and his wife, Mary, and local reporter Don Cheruzny and his brother, Charlie, at a holiday sweater soiree at the Sundry <laughs> at Uncommons. It was a um, I was a party pooper, I got to say, because I don't I own a ask. holiday sweater. <laughs> I was going to ask. I mean, like, they don't yours. make them in black as far as I know. <laughs> and, um, you know, I've never found one. And I don't wear sweaters. They're kind of fucking itchy. And um, I don't even wear hockey jerseys like when I go to games <laughs> and this is the playoffs. So uh, nonetheless, I had a lot of fun there. They they had a buffet meal, which was set out, which was really good. I love the food at the sundry. I, I've said this before. I I'm one of the few people who thinks that the prices tend to be pretty in line yeah. there, um, especially with what I'm seeing at other places. Uh, this time around, it was an all-you-can-eat buffet, and there was a white elephant gift exchange with gifts supplied by the sundry, all included in the ticket price. I, I oh, will say I to get comped there, so I'm not claiming I purchased one, but they're very kind to me. But, yeah, you know, this is the first time that I had the um, Indian food, any of the Indian food from the sundry's Indian concept, Daba and honestly, it was excellent, the, the dish that I had. Um, and I suppose that shouldn't surprise me because it's from the same people who created the Michelin-recognized California restaurant, BBG. Okay. So, you know, really cool. Um, we did we did the White Elephant Exchange. I stole somebody's Japanese whiskey gift. <laughs> and um, I don't really remember what Sue won or if she stole from somebody. But we, we had a great time. And I just want to say, like, you know, hats off to the people at the Sundry for trying to create a neighborhood event. It looked like it was sold out. As a matter of fact, I know it's sold out because that's the reason I ended up comped, because I tried to buy tickets. I didn't call for a comp, but I couldn't get any. I was more than happy to pay. And then I called and they said, well, we'll put you on the list. But oh, so it's really cool to see them do a um, just a neighborhood get together thing. Right. I, I just thought. You know, very, very um, Christmassy. So it made me happy. I had a lot of fun. So thank you guys for that. Two more um, great Vegas meals for me. Sue is craving East Coast Italian-American red sauce food for a while now. Mm -hmm. um, so we went to Al Salito Posto by Chef James Trees in Tivoli Village. Yeah. And I went way, way out of character and ordered the chicken parm platter there. Oh, my God. And God, it was so fun. <laughs> Fucking good. It makes me wonder why I don't order it in restaurants more often. But the answer, of course, is that not every place that sells that dish is up to Osolito Posto's standards. It's There's a very, that. very abused dish <laughs> because the combination is so good that subpar chefs figure they can they don't have to give it any love. But Osolito yeah. Posto gives it love. Um, so it was fantastic. If you find yourself craving that, give Osolito Posto a shot. I also love their um, upscale spin on Tuscan bean soup that was so fucking good mm. and Sue's parpadelle with beef and pork bolognese was also very 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 good lots of winter spices in there to cut through the light sweetness of that tomato sauce um, oh that sounds so, delicious a great dish then finally we had an astounding Christmas night dinner with Robin Mary Cashel Reese over at um, Scotch 80 Prime in the Palms Seriously, these guys should have won some sort of award this year um, from somebody. <laughs> if I was doing awards, they would have won a fucking award. There we go. It's one, one of the most exciting steakhouses in Las Vegas, one of the most creative. Um, Chef Marty's doing some just things that go way far, far beyond what you expect from a steakhouse. 
Um, it kicked off with an amuse bouche that really set the stage, which was one tiny bite of A5 Wagyu mm. adorned with caviar and gold leaf. Um, next up, seafood sent out by the chef. Um, over there, their, their seafood menu, you can actually choose from a cold seafood tower, you know, the, the ground oh, yeah. plateaus or whatever the fuck they call them, or a hot seafood platter. And the hot one is what chef sent out for us. It was a massive pan filled with crab legs and lobster and shrimp and scallops and clams with this green herb butter that they then set up in flame with um, some fired up flambe cognac sauce that oh they pour God. over there. And it all just fires up at your table. So good. Really, really amazing. Um, also very amazing. The um, the chef's very original spin on shrimp toast. Love that. Give that a shot if you're in there. Okay. It's not not you know your typical Chinese restaurant shrimp toast, but it's not dim sum <laughs> style shrimp toast, but it is good shrimp toast. Trust me. And then to wrap up the seafood course, some hamachi crudo with sea urchin and caviar in a truffle ponzu and a fantastic tiradito with raw bluefin, tuna, salmon, and hamachi, as well as jackfruit, um, pickled papaya, and taro chips. Yum. All of that sent out by Chef Marty. Um, and then before we could get into the stuff we ordered, he had one more surprise for us, an empanada. Is actually, a pair of, he gave us each an empanada. Stuffed with real Japanese snow beef, I believe, oh from Hokkaido, God. as well as truffles and foie gras. And if that ridiculously drool-worthy combination wasn't enough, it was accompanied by a, a just so good chimichurri sauce for dipping the leftover crust in that you have on the oh. side, and that the beautiful flaky crust. I mean, seriously, what the fuck? I am already <laughs> stuffed at this point because um, I'm devouring everything that comes in front of me. And my massive entree is still to come. Oh, my God. Honestly, if the meal had ended there, it would have been in the running for one of the most memorable years of the meals of the year for me. I mean, just so fucking good. Uh, but of course, we then had the entrees that we ordered. <laughs> Sue and Rob ordered steak, one New York strip and one rib cap. Both excellent. Um, Mary had some very good miso glazed chili and sea bass, which is obviously quite close to the classic black cod preparation, you know, that Nobu made famous. Yeah. Um, I had the Christmas special, one of their Christmas specials, a baked stuffed New England lobster. And when I say stuffed, it's stuffed with lobster meat, of course, that they've taken out, but also scallops, crab, white wine butter, and a Ritz cracker crust <laughs> i could send, spend 20 minutes telling you how great this is but i think you could probably figure that out on your own oh i'm Holy drooling <laughs> what a meal chef marty lopez is a rock star and if you don't have scotch 80 prime on your short list of special occasion restaurants you're just nuts <laughs> oh my god ah coming up in the news a local restaurateur steps back from his businesses but first we'll tell you what we think about some other people's year-end listen awards because we were kind of too lazy to compile our own. It gives us more to talk about this way. This is Food and Loathing. This episode is brought to you by Reese's Peanut Butter Cups. In breaking news, leading scientists worldwide are conducting experiments to determine if Reese's Peanut Butter Cups are the perfect combination of peanut butter and chocolate. However, it appears the study was inconclusive, as the scientists couldn't help but eat all the Reese's. Because when you want something sweet, you can't do better than Reese's. Find Reese's now at a store near you. Here you are in Vegas, you're hungry, and the choices are endless. But do you really want to trust the crowd? You can trust Neon Feast. 
Restaurant recommendations from real food pros sharing where they send friends and family. All that knowledge is just a download away on the Neon Feast app. Want the strip? Off strip? Downtown? Great views? Great value? Find smart, informed restaurant recommendations on the Neon Feast app and neonfeast.com. You want more Al Mancini? You can hear me all week long on all of the Highway Drive and Vegas Vibe radio stations delivering the Neon Feast foodie updates. Also, keep your eyes open for my appearances on Wake Up With The CW and my videos on the at Vegas social media channels. And you can find some of my writings at visitlasvegas.com. So because it is the end of the year, just about everyone has come up with a year-end list. And by that, I mean every publication, every writer, every reporter, every <laughs> freelancer. Um, I haven't because, honestly, I'm constantly updating the 100 or so Neon Feast lists with input with as many local foodies as I can get to participate. And you owe me a survey, I by do. the way. I do. I will lady. get that to you over the next couple of days, I promise. <laughs> but with me constantly doing that, it doesn't make sense for me to come up with a new list for the end of the year. But I have filled out some surveys for other people, and I've seen some of the lists that have come out. And as I've always said, I've been saying this for 20 years, the only reason to create a list is so other people can criticize it. And I mean that <laughs> in the best possible way, because I want whenever I do a list, I want people saying, you forgot this place. I don't know if that place is quite as good, because then we're creating conversation. Um, so I thought maybe we could discuss some other people's lists. Maybe weigh in with our own thoughts on what they did that was fucking wrong. Um, I love or it. Or what they got right. Um, it's so much easier to uh, to do this with other people's list. And there's no <laughs> disrespect intended to the people who put this list together. No. So, um, yeah. Let's have at it. Let's start off. Let's go to the Desert Companion Restaurant Awards. Came out about a month ago. Um, these were compiled by some very smart people, all of whom I respect, most of whom I really like. Um, Jim Bagley, Lorraine Blanco Moss, John Curtis, Genevieve Durano, and Heidi Napranella. I mean, worked with so many of them over the years. They're really, really smart people. So, um, and we can also talk a bit just about how lists happen, right? And I, yeah. Before we get into this, I want to start because I've been, I've worked with Desert Companion on their list. I've worked with, um, yep. I think probably Vegas 7. I may have worked with, I don't think the weekly ever on any of their year in list, but the old City Life list. I've worked with a lot of people. And, you know, the dirty little secret is for many of these places, you come in with the list of people you want to give an award to. Uh huh. And then you build a list. <laughs> you, you give an award, you name an award. Yes. And like, think about this. I want you to keep this in mind, everybody out there. Anytime you see a year end list and try to figure out which were the legit awards that they thought, well, this is just a fucking award that you need to give. Right. And which were the ones where they said, how the fuck can I take my favorite restaurant and give it an award? <laughs> right. And we're, everybody does it. Yep. I've done it. I'm not criticizing, but it's I, I've done it as like, part of judging competitions. There's one that you like on there. You go and you eat this whatever food, chili, mac and cheese, whatever. And sometimes you just have to create something for something that was unique. <laughs> yeah. Let's keep that in mind. So I'm going to mock a bit of that while we go along. But, um, Okay, so the, here we are with Desert Companions Restaurant Awards. Restaurant Tour of the Year, they started off with Penny Chitima oh, from the Lotus of Siam Lotus, family. Yes. Uh, actually, she brought in the new Lotus of Siam to um, to Red Rock Resort this year. Yeah. She brought um, she brought two new other restaurants in there, Naxos Taverna mm -hmm. and Calisto Oyster Bar, which she's participating, partnered up with some great restaurant tours from there as well. Um, so, 
Yeah, I think this is a really smart award. Penny, we've all known, those of us who've been covering food have known for many, many years. Mm -hmm. um, you know, she's gradually been taking over more and more of the family's operations of the original, um, yeah. you know, Lotus of Siam's. You know, she's gone away to college, but always paid attention to what's going on. She's she's just a really, really smart woman. Um, and I think it's fantastic that they gave her that award. I think she's she's poised to really take that family into the next generation. I'm thinking, who else would I have given it to? I don't really know. Um, maybe Ramsey, Gordon Ramsey, because I think, you know, he's just proven that he can milk more and more fucking restaurants right. out of this town. <laughs> and until he has a fucking restaurant everywhere, he's not going to end. And I'll be honest, I haven't eat, even eaten at his two most recent restaurants, but um, I'm sure they're good because of everything. But anyway, it'd be, you know, but no, I'd rather have them give it to Penny. Right. Who Absolutely. else? Um, I mean, that that to me, I think, is one of the the earned awards that she's. Yeah. You've, you've said most yeah. of it already. She's just amazing. She's. Like you said, it's taking it into the new, the next generation, but still holding on to some of the most beautiful things that we've always loved about Lotus of Siam. So I'm super excited to see what she's coming up with. What do you think is going to get that next year? Oh, boy, that's a good question. There's a lot of stuff happening. So I'm looking forward to finding out. I'm looking forward to maybe putting it on a list. You never know. Yeah. <laughs> I come I, up with I my own. I feel like... Um... Puck's going to have a big year and David Robbins. And I almost mm. would say Puck and David Robbins for this year because I love what they did with 1228 Main. But um, but I think that um, now they have the new Lupo coming out to yeah, downtown, to Summerlin, downtown Summerlin. And then they have the new concept coming to Mandalay Bay. I think it's going to be a big year for the Wolfgang Puck organization. Also for Michael Mina for some old names. But, um, you know, hopefully and also... You know, Brian Howard, keep your eye on him. I think spaghetti Absolutely. on the wall, you know, that they're, they're doing great things. Um, so, yeah, there's just some people I like. World Cuisine of the Year. Oh, no, no. Okay, let me get to the next one. No, Neighborhood <laughs> Restaurant of the Year. And I like this as a category. It doesn't feel like a, a like they tried hard. It seems like a category you could have every year, Neighborhood yeah. Restaurant of the Year. And they gave it to Main Street Provisions. And uh, my, my only thing is, I think for a lot of people, um, the, the Arts District wouldn't be viewed as a neighborhood restaurant. It's more of a, a, a place where you go to hang out, right? But if you say off-strip restaurant of the year, then fucking absolutely. I, I can see giving it to these guys. Um, and it is a neighborhood because a lot of people do live in the Arts District. And I know yeah. that. But, you know, it's almost become yeah. a, 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 you know, a little tourist attraction as well. A little but, bit. But it still Fucking feels very neighborhood. Provision. Like you made a point of saying, you know, the neighborhood places where you go to just kind of hang out and you probably want to like see people you run into all the time because you're always in the same neighborhood. I find that a lot with Main Street Provisions. My favorite thing to do is to sit at the corner of the bar uh, where we can sort of, you know, John and I or John and I and a friend can sit on the corner of the bar and still see each other, but still see the whole restaurant at the bar and just kind of really enjoy what feels like a um neighborly place and i find that a lot at main street provision yeah. so i'm kind of happy with that one yeah huge great vibe great neighborhood vibe great and, and and they definitely do make it feel like a neighborhood in there whether mm -hmm. you live nearby or not you feel like you're welcome as somebody you know it's, they just know everybody when you walk through the door and not they just do. me because i have stupid <laughs> hair i mean kim owens is in there constantly and you know kim owens deserves mad mad credit oh. you know she, she was almost overshadowed originally in that restaurant because Justin Kingsley Hall was so beloved, like the original chef that, and, and a lot of us didn't really know Kim, right? We were just yeah. getting to know her. And then, you know, they changed, they had Patrick Munster in there. And now they have, um, I believe Adrian Garcia is the chef in there now. Um, if I'm getting his name right, but, um, 
sorry, I don't have notes in front of me. I, you ever have that <laughs> panic where you're like, oh, I'm going to say somebody's <laughs> name wrong. Uh, but, but, but the truth is, fantastic chefs have come and gone, mm-hmm. but the person who gives it that consistent neighborhood feel is Kim, the owner. Absolutely, absolutely. And, you know, it's very clear that so much of her roots are on display there. So congrats to them. They deserve that by far. No, no, yep. no argument there. None. World Cuisine of the Year, which I don't even know what the fuck that means, but <laughs> it's a Kaya Go, which has been around for fucking ever. So I don't yeah. even know if it's of the year. That just feels like some grumpy old people are like, we never get to mention it's a Kaya. It sounds like, I'll tell you, Jim Bagley and John Curtis have the most opposite personalities <laughs> to, to hang out with as human beings. But frequently I see them liking similar, um, similar restaurants. And I would guess that they both voted for that one. It just... Of what I know of them personally, but maybe yeah. I, I can't see John really hanging out in Itzakaya's anymore at his age, but maybe. But anyway, World Cuisine of the Year, Itzakaya Go. Okay, it's been around for fucking ever, right? Yeah. And yeah, they're cool. Yeah, I mean, of the year to me makes me want to think of, you know, something that's come onto the scene, you know, fairly recently, or maybe they've had a revamp or something like that. Um, yeah, it's it's something is a new solid and exciting place. and different. It's a solid. It should place almost for be a sure. Hall of Fame restaurant at this point <laughs> right? in Las Vegas. And yeah. We're going to get to that um, um, in a couple more. Yeah, but that uh, okay, category so definitely sounds made up. <laughs> world cuisine of the year. Like somebody just threw a fucking tantrum and said, "We need to give it to guy guy go something this yeah, year." I'm going to take my blocks and go home. I think. And um, <laughs> curious. I wish I was a fly on the wall at that meeting. Absolutely. Um, rising star. Okay, that's a cool award. Give it to somebody. You don't make them restaurateur of the year. You don't make them chef of the year. You make them rising star. Chef Matt Meyer, 138 degrees. Now, that's, of course, bittersweet because the restaurant has since closed, mm-hmm. uh, which they mention in the article. Um, but you know what? Look, Matt is a rising star by far. And I think he got a lot of attention with the short time that, that 138 was open. Mm-hmm. And look, now we've got, um, we've got, Chefs in Durango doing dry aged fish. We have a chef in Wynn doing dry aged fish. Yeah. And when Matt said he was going to dry age his own beef and dry age his fish, people were like, "What the fuck is dry aged fish? He's crazy. <laughs> you doing that shit in Henderson?" Um, so you know, like, bravo to Matt, and I do look forward to seeing what he thinks does next year. What do you think of one thirty eight during its brief little history? You know, I, I only had a couple of experiences. Um, there were things about it that I really liked. There was a couple of dishes that I really liked. But I admit I am not the uh, not the same fan that everybody else has been. So I really loved served. I know that's, you know, older and, and gone now. Um, I think 87 some... different eggs Benedict preparations. Yeah. <laughs> um, hey, I never had a broken hollandaise at that place, let me tell you. Um, but, uh, yeah, I think that there's some great ideas coming out of there. I'm, I'm not just trying to be gentle. I, I want to give credit where it's due. Um, I am a fan of dry aging. So when I read about that and when I heard about that coming through the system, I was really excited. Um, I think that sometimes that, uh, maybe they get a little bit ahead of themselves. And so stuff doesn't always land the way it should. Um, but that yeah, I think it mean... may have been a little ambitious for that neighborhood. And maybe that's it. Maybe that's it. And so it's I I am excited to see what could happen. And uh, yeah, I'm definitely keeping an eye out. Okay, continuing through Desert Companion, uh, Hall of Fame Award, Sen of Japan. They certainly deserve that by far. Sen of yeah. Japan's a fucking amazing restaurant. Yeah. I know that's a Bagley choice. Uh, that's got to be a Jim Bagley choice <laughs> because for years that was his. Either his Christmas or New Year's, one of those two. That was his go-to restaurant for years. And I, I, I dined there for the holidays yep. many times. Senate Japan, 
deserves when you think about Hall of Fame, Zen of Japan deserves that because it was operated. By the way, for those who aren't familiar with it, it's a high-end Japanese restaurant, as the name indicates. It's just off of Desert Breeze Park. Mm-hmm. So it's gonna be on um a Desert Inn Road and Durango, basically. DI and Durango take. by Desert Breeze yep. Park, right? And fucking phenomenal. And they've been doing it for 20 years, maybe. I yeah. don't know. I mean, since I've lived in this town and at the time they were doing that, there were not a lot of off-strip restaurants that right. were at all good. You had Senate Japan, you have Rosemary's, which is now closed. Yeah. And yeah. then on the, um, the, those were the West side ones. And on the East side, you had table 34 and Todd's unique dining. Yep. And that was it. 18, 19 years ago. If you wanted to eat off the strip, like that was fucking it. So yeah, they definitely deserve a Hall of Fame award. Yeah, solid, solid place. I'm really happy to see that one. Um, and I love that it's in our neighborhood. <laughs> yes. Okay, Strip Restaurant of the Year, according to Desert Companion, Mateo's. Interesting. What yeah, I'm going to say, I don't know what the fuck they were thinking, but I don't, <laughs> eat, I haven't eaten there and it's, it's, it's maybe been a long time. It opened. Yeah. I don't, but it's not new. No. It's and not even and, if it I wasn't mean, new. I mean, even though it's not new, is it of the year? Is it? I mean, are you going to tell me that all the no other restaurant on the fucking strip did what they're doing? <laughs> I don't know. I mean, now I want to go back. Maybe yeah. I'm missing out. Maybe it's fucking, you know, something. But I, I got to tell you, like I, I ate there when it was Factory Kitchen. I thought it was solid. Then they mm-hmm. renamed it as Mateo's. This is, of course, in the Venetian Palazzo um, complex. And it's yeah, it's um, it's Italian. And I don't know, man. I, I'm just I'm kind of happy for them. I'm perplexed. I want to go back. I I want to try it. But I, I I'm I'm really just the big. If I was a cartoon right now, it'd be a big question mark over my head. Like, <laughs> um. So yeah, I'm not, I don't know. What do you think? Have you been yeah, in there? I, no, in I'm, I'm exactly where you are. I'm I'm obviously I need to go back. Um, but I'm a little bit perplexed given all of the restaurants on the strip, given all of the stuff that's opened this year. I don't know that that would be the restaurant of the year on the strip for me. Yeah. No. <laughs> okay. So what would strip restaurant of the year be for you? Oh gosh. Uh, I'm trying to think of, it's hard for me because sometimes I forget when something opened. Um, yeah. but I mean, I've, I've had some really enjoyable meals, um like at delilah which i know has been open now for a couple of years Mm -hmm. but if you're just picking a restaurant on the strip like the the ambiance on that one the food for them the service for them i mean if i had to just pick one it would be delilah's over mateo's um Delilah's pretty amazing it's yeah yeah. and i I realized that it's uh it's you know not your your oh let's just pop in here kind of restaurant it's it's an event you you make the time for that you spend the money on it um also over there in Venetian Palazzo, I really think that um, uh, God, the Israeli chef, his two concepts oh, are great. Hasselan and Miznan. Yeah. Um, Hasselan, if you want a crazy party or go early, if you're me and you just don't need people <laughs> dancing on tables, but there super light, super vegetable forward, even though there's a lot of fish, seafood, very about fresh, very yep. ingredient driven. That one blew me away this year. Um, and then the little casual stand across from it, Miznan, where you where I go for fucking falafel. That's always astounding. I love and the falafel at Miznan. They do good cauliflower in there, I think. Like, mm. I don't know, man. Like, if I was coming up with like one name to throw out, that would be close to the top of my list, but yeah. there are a lot of other good openings, a lot, a lot of great openings on the strip. Yeah. I would throw that one out for consideration. Absolutely. 
pastry chef of the year, we've got Sebastian Halicarpe. Halicarpe, I don't know. My apologies. He is at twelve twenty eight Main, mm-hmm. and you know I love it. Sue went to twelve twenty eight Main last week with a friend. She brought me back bread because she oh. knows that if she comes back without bread from there, I will lose my mind. And the pastry in twelve twenty eight Main is oh. fantastic. Also, I would have just created a category for 1228 Maine if I was somewhere. <laughs> I don't know where I would have put it. I'm okay but I think, with that. You I know, think pastry chef is a good reason. You <laughs> absolutely. Know, to have um, you know, as as people who listen to us have heard, and as you know, um, you know, I was really hesitant, um, partly because my fir- initial experiences were not amazing, but I kept going back. I knew that it was going to be, you know, something that really uh, I had to see the whole thing. And I, I knew that there was something that I was missing. Um, now I crow about the place. The pastries are insanely delicate. They're criminally flaky. Um, it's just beautiful stuff. So I am really OK with that award um, because they they've deserved it and they've proved it. Yeah, I think Pastry Chef, too, is a good place to put that in. I, mm-hmm. I really do. I think that was a good... If they were shoehorning for a spot, that was the perfect one. And if not, maybe that was just an award. Okay, this is a weird award. I, I do like it because I think the front of the house steps always deserve to be um, recognized. Excellence in service and management. They gave that to Barry's Downtown Prime. And, you know, let's face it, that they do huge volume over there. They always mm-hmm. make you feel special. Um, special occasion. The food's always great when I go in there. I... I think um Yassine, who runs the front of the house is really super talented um so i've got no problem with that one if i were going to throw out some other options for that maybe scotch 80 prime where, I was, which i was, I was just talking about scotch 80 yeah i mean uh whether the two you're sitting of them, at the bar which, or when you're sitting at a table you always feel welcome you always feel wanted the service is top notch um you know they pay attention to little things um yeah i I probably would go with Scott JD on that one, but I could see it. Yeah. But I could see Barry's as well. Interesting. Barry day cakes last two restaurants. But <laughs> one got the award. One is what we would put up for seconds. So <laughs> says something about the people he uh, puts him, he surrounds himself with. Um, but honestly, Scott JD is great uh, as well. Um, so I said, yes, seen in the front of the house. Congratulations for that win for Absolutely. Barry's. You deserve it. Um, new restaurant of the year. Naxos Taverna. And we we're talking uh, yeah. about Penny Chitima. That's yeah. that's a solid restaurant. Yeah. I I wouldn't argue with that. I no. it certainly wouldn't have been my first choice that I would have jumped up at, but what I would you would, jump up at? Not really sure. <laughs> I don't know. Uh, you know what? I mean, I want to like Amari a lot. I think I need to get back in there for another couple tries. Yep. Over at um over at Uncommons. Um, I'm excited to try the, you know, obviously the new open. Let's let's just take Durango out of the running for new restaurant of the year, and yeah, let's early, take I Fountain think. Blue out of the running because you know we just <laughs> yeah. haven't been able to get in there. No. Um, new restaurants of the year. I don't know. Um, what what do you think? I love the Naxos um uh choice. I I as we've talked about, you know, um, we love Penny. We love what she's doing. Um, I think it's really fun. I think they did whatever the partnership is. Um. You know, as far as who decides all the the stuff that that we don't know as patrons, um, they've got something really good going. It's it's really cohesive. The service is really good. I've never had a bad meal there. Um, it feels really approachable, but still feels really sort of nice and separated. If you want to feel that way, um, uh, as far as being in a casino, uh, I'm I love the choice. I'm I'm really happy with that. 
Yeah, and it's a level of seafood that you really don't see in the burbs very often. You know, right. I mean, we have a couple good good seafood restaurants in the suburbs. We have um, other mama, other oh, mama. Um, oh yeah. What's the one right across the street? Legends Oyster Bars. I mean, there yeah. are some good seafood places in the burbs, but this is really, I would say, Nexus Taverna. I mean, they're they're trying to do things that that are in line with what's being done at Milos or what's being done at Amalfi. Yes, you know, it's Greek, and um, taking that out to the burbs, and yeah, it's it, it's raising the bar yeah. for what you could do yeah, in Summerlin I- once again. <laughs> so I would get yeah, I'm fine with giving them new restaurant of the year. Uh, chef of the year. Hey, it goes to James Trees, who we talk about every week on this podcast. <laughs> Can't say I'm too surprised on that one. <laughs> Not surprised. I mean, honestly, I would have held off and given it to him next year when he's got about a billion more I fucking know, things right? happening. When he's really going to be opening left and right with the um, it seems like this was up a, and yeah, the new stuff. It's a new French place, <laughs> and um, I think next year is going to be James's year. This was a good year for James, but this was to me was like a, a building, a rebuilding year. They would say in you know sports or something because he has so many things that he's got in his chamber for next year um but yeah fucking james trees is amazing and just keep piling them full of awards i have no problem with that restaurant of the year not even new restaurant of the year yeah just the restaurant of the year so this is where a fucking great restaurant that's been around for a while. Like this is where everybody's in the running in all of Las Vegas. Yeah, exactly. And I'm saying that because with that as the land, the backdrop, I'm very surprised to see the very good Azura Cucina Italiano on water street in Henderson. Oh my gosh. Come up with restaurant of the year. Yeah. I just, it's a good fucking restaurant. I got the chills when you said the name. It's, it's a good fucking restaurant. Yeah, it's tiny. I don't know how many people eat there if you get in there besides <laughs> the us and the judges from Desert Companion. Like, seriously, call ahead now if you want to eat there this year. Pretty much. Um, it's really tough. I'm proud. I mean, I'm happy. Not proud. I didn't do anything. Um, But I'm happy <laughs> to see them get the kind of flame that I believe this award is, will bring them. Yeah. Because they probably need it maybe a little more than other people, or they deserve it maybe they a little bit. Deserve they deserve it. the pat on the back more than, you know, Delilah needs another fucking pat on the back, right? <laughs> or something like that. <laughs> but, you know, I, I got to say, I, I don't know that I could see them as a restaurant. I mean, I've only eaten one meal there, so maybe, yeah. maybe they're better. They were good. They were really, really good. This is just like a high award, you it's, know? Yeah, and it's, it's shocking to me. It's, a little. I'm not mad about it. But I'm shocked. I can appreciate that. Out of the field there. But congratulations. Congratulations to the, sh- to the entire team over there. They are a great team. A lot of people remember them from Battalion um, yep. over there in Henderson. So they had a built-in audience. And, you know, they're, they're extending that drag of Water Street down a little further. They are. They fuck down on Water Street, <laughs> um, yes. which is good. Give you a reason to keep walking past the Lifeguard Arena or whatever and keep going. But again, Call ahead because it's really, really tough to get a table it in is. there. Um, okay. So yeah, do we have a little more time? We're just kind of bullshitting. Let's run quicker through some of these. Okay. Give me a yay, nay, call bullshit or, or <laughs> surprise or whatever. I love it. Las Vegas Weekly, best of 2023. Best okay. new Greek food. Like we needed a fucking actual category for best new <laughs> Greek food. Well, Kristen Access Taverna. 
yeah surprise surprise <laughs> yeah i mean but i should say the nexus taverna we already said we agree with them getting best Absolutely. new restaurants so i don't think you need the qualifier best new greek food i don't think so i do know it's that there's a couple of camps in vegas um you know that you you're almost on one side or the other when it comes to greek food there's uh, a particular group of people that like um some of the smaller holes in the wall better there are some people who who don't like um you know there's just so much Greek food in town. It's hard to find one that people agree on. So for whatever it's I'm worth, Meraki I love all the that, way for Greek oh, food. I do love Meraki. And, um, but I've had people argue and say, you know, it's something else. So for this, I'm really glad to see Naxos back up there. Um, yeah. I just think the title, yeah. I mean, no offense guys, <laughs> None, all my yeah. friends. I love the weekly crew. They're, they're really smart people as well. Um, but yeah, best new Greek food. I don't know. This, okay. this one just pisses me off. The best menu surprises. What the hell? Is First that of all, what a bullshit fucking category, right? <laughs> and then they gave it to Yukon Pizza for citing the things on their menu that are not pizza. And they go through. Like, okay, if you're going to give Yukon an award, they should be in the running for best pizza. But there's yeah. no best pizza award here. But the very next category, I was just best brunch say. pizza. <laughs> Best brunch pizza. Yeah, they're, which is they're, like, this because, is very specific and and pigeonholing on a lot of these categories. Like it's uh, really kind of strange. Yeah. <laughs> and they give so best menu surprises goes to Yukon Pizza. Best brunch pizza, Red Dwarf. By the way, both fucking amazing places Absolutely. for pizza. Both of them are outstanding. Nobody had the balls to put them head to head over at the week. Nope, that's which exactly, came I out you, on top. I think you so just they made. It out. <laughs> yeah, so they they gave an award to everybody, and God bless them for that. Everybody deserves an award. I hope they can all get huge crowds as a result of it. But I still laugh. <laughs> Best hidden cocktail gem, cabinet of curiosities. Where's I, that that's not one, one that I know? I would. Throw it's like over the in the horseshoe. Oh, okay. It's. It's in the horseshoe, and there's a bunch of weird shit all over it, like it's a museum. Okay. And you can scan URL, you can scare QR codes, sorry, and it'll bring you descriptions of these museum items. Got and it. then there is a speakeasy in the back, kind of, that you have to get into through an escape room. But the restaurant itself is not hidden. Yeah. Cabinet of curiosities. I mean, I guess if you say the horseshoe, who the fuck sure. goes there? And then who goes all the way down? And, you know, obviously <laughs> this year a lot more people do go to the horseshoe because it's had a really nice renovation, but it, it's still not, you know, bounced back 100%. It is a yeah. little hard to find this place. Um, But I don't fucking know. No, I, uh, I would throw out there um, Liquid Diet, uh, which is like you have to go down a couple of alleys and you go in through like the side fence or whatever to get in there. Um, you know, super unassuming place, fantastic cocktail work. Yeah, You're I've been dying to get in there. Uh, so good. Um, and uh, I want to try the cocktails. I haven't tried them yet. I want to be very clear about that. But I love the space, which is the speakeasy behind the little donut shop at the Aria Food Hall at Proper Eats. Ah, uh, yes, uh, easy. <laughs> yeah. Behind easy donuts, yes. Behind easy. Great space. Weird cocktails in there, um, <laughs> and actually hidden. So that one would have worked. Made yeah. More sense. Okay, how is this for a fucking? <laughs> oh, guys. I'm, read I'm reading ahead. <laughs> the best new baklava. Okay. Award. A, it's a fucked up category to even. Why? Why? Somebody needed I mean, baklava just... on their list. <laughs> I mean, and well, they give it to New Et, which is, of course, Salt Bay's restaurant over there by T-Mobile Arena. Isn't he already closed again? <laughs> no, I'm pretty sure he's still open. Oh, but gosh. like, 
first of all, and here's another thing for a lot of these weekly awards. The best thing they have to say about this place is the baklava. Well, a lot of their places opened in 2022. First of all, I should also say, right? So, like, um, and I guess that makes sense. That shows you the lead time on these because it means when they were putting together last year's list of restaurants, these places were not really open yet, and they could be, you know, and that's just part of putting out a magazine. So, you know, okay, we'll we'll give them that. Yeah, but so new sort. Nooser Ed's not really a new restaurant. I don't know if the baklava was just added. <laughs> if it's a, that it's a new spin on baklava, because yeah. it is. It's cool. He does really weird shit, and he's such a divisive figure. I mean, you know, I, I should say if Nooser Ed should win anything, it should be best Dalman Mancini rant of the year on um <laughs> on this podcast, because I actually defended that mother. <laughs> you did. Um, and said nice things about him. But best of all, baklava is a stupid That's fucking category. <laughs> And yeah, I don't know. I mean, honestly, uh, you, you guys know I love you at the weekly, but what the fuck, man? Were you high? <laughs> best new Italian, Bala Italian Soul. Honestly, man, I think they should be in the running for best Italian. I think they should have been in the running for best new restaurant, giving them best new Italian. Fuck That's yeah. Fair. I love Bala Italian Soul, Sean McLean at yep. Sang. Yep. I'm, I'm fine with that. That's fair. Okay. Best new ice cream. It wasn't even new last. <laughs> last, last October when they were doing this, but it's sorry, not sorry, and it's fucking amazing. So just name it best ice cream. Yep, yep, yeah. These are these are very very specific category names. They could have been a little broader. <laughs> yeah, I would. I mean, and then it feels nicer if you win a broader category. Yeah. So. Unless somebody else is going to get mad that you're giving it to some fucking advertiser. You know, like, well, I, I have that. an ice cream place and I advertise. <laughs> so I don't know. I doubt that. They're all very above board. They have a lot of ethics. Yeah. The I'm not suggesting anything. Uh, I don't know. Best new pastries. Well, yeah. Um, I would give that to 1228 Maine myself. But Dominique Ansel. Fair. I mean, fantastic you get a cronut. pastries. Yeah. 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 I mean, I never cronut. knew what a real. I never knew what a real croissant was supposed to look like until I took a class from him. And I, holy shit, yeah. the perfect honeycomb when he cuts that. So <laughs> good for him over at um, over at Caesars. Best street tacos, Vesta coffee roasters. Is it street or secret? Oh, best secret tacos. This Excuse is new me. to me, secret. so I need to know about secret tacos. <laughs> yeah, just write a story about the, the fact that they have secret tacos, how that's an award. Need- and by the way, I'm going to give Vesta coffee roasters should be in there for best new pastries this year because there their pastry go. program is fucking crushing oh, it at Durango jokes. and yes. at their other places as mm-hmm. well. So, okay, but hey, good for them, man. You know what? For some reason, Jared always thinks I don't say enough nice things about him, and it's oh. just because I don't drink coffee. But I like, I do like him, and I like all of his businesses, <laughs> and um, I'm happy for them to win an award. Absolutely, I love that place. Best pop up, and we're gonna wrap this. We won't do Eater because we do have a couple of news stories. Um. It, uh, so we won't do their list of questions that they sent me, but the best pop-up. Do you have one? You go to a lot of pop-ups. Oh, what would I you do. have voted for? I, I think I'm going to go back to what I said when I said I was dining in Vegas before I left for the holidays. I'm going to give it to Hemant Kishor, uh, the toddy shop pop-ups, his Indian food, his chicken fry. Um, I mean, I have been to a lot of pop-ups. Uh, uh, a lot of the, oh, goodness. We've we've had some great stuff um, at Vegas Test Kitchen before they closed earlier this year. Um, you know, people are sharing their spaces and their kitchens with chefs who are working on new concepts. Um, 
I love that uh, Jagogi's uh, is doing In Limbo now. Um, that started out as a pop-up earlier this year, and now they've got a space uh, through Summerlin Takeout. Uh, I, but I still, yeah, I keep coming back to Chef Hammond Kishore. Yeah, that's my that's my number one this year. I think I've okay, eaten I would, his pop-ups more than anybody else. Uh, I would look to overall. Laguna for their poo-poo platter kind of things that they were doing. Those in the were good. They were doing at Laguna Pool yeah, House. Those, those were good. Pretty solid. But I have to say, and I think these guys actually did one at Laguna. I like the choice from the folks at um, at the weekly Astoria Origins. And so we good. had we had him on here. And this is a guy who's trying to tell the tales of pre-colonial Filipino cuisine through restaurant pop ups. Yeah. And go back, find the episode where we chatted with him. He's a really smart guy. First of all, the weekly uh, Brock Radke wrote about him in the weekly. That's where I found out about him and learned about him. Yep. And for to see them give, they had to make up an award for him for best pop up. Then fuck yeah, I'm in favor of them I'm doing totally it because okay I think it's super cool. So I'm going to leave it on a positive one. Absolutely. I liked that. The news is next. This is Food and Loathing. We are all over social media. Just search for Food and Loathing or reach out directly, info at foodandloathing.vegas. And where am I these days? What am I doing? Most important, what am I eating, cooking, and learning? Find out in time at wishboneandvine.com. One more time, that's info at foodandloathing.vegas. And my site, wishboneandvine.com. And it's time for the news. Maybe Rich will put some clicky noises back in there. I don't really know. But, um, <laughs> there you go. He's typing away Pretty on the good. typewriter, trying to write Shakespeare. <laughs> I'm going to start off with some unexpected to me, at least, news oh, from um, Bank yeah. Achuan of the popular the the popular Thai restaurant Lamai, and I believe the Thai Japanese spot Le Moon. That's mm-hmm. also him, right? Yes, I believe so. Yeah. Um, in a post on social media, Bank reflected on a year that he called incredibly tough, during which he quote often looked back and questioned what kind of person I am. He goes on to say, "I'm at the crossroad. I'm in no condition mentally to be responsible for three restaurants and countless lives. Therefore, I've left the Mai restaurants." Oh, I'm getting the he- chills just rereading that. Oh. He promises he'll be back with something smaller and more personal early next year. Um, so first, I don't know. Do you, you want to react first before I say anything? I've been I, talking this whole fucking episode. Uh, no, totally. I, I, <laughs> um, like I said, I just got the chills. Um, I saw that come across on social media and um, I won't say I teared up, but I felt something. Um, it was really raw. It was really, um, you know, exposing himself to so much by putting it out there. And still keeping it private and, and holding on to whatever he has to hold on to. I can't imagine the choices that he has to go through. I can't imagine, you know, the weight that is on him. I know I tried quite a few times to, you know, sit down with him. I know that he would just either be busy or he would, you know, very honestly say, look, I just don't have the time right now. And that was fine. Totally appreciated that. I didn't realize it was going to culminate in something like this. And it's it's just a little shocking because... He loves what he does. He's good at what he does. And um, there's some self-awareness there that I think can be often lost in the culinary community. And I think that it's super smart that he is willing to put that out there. And maybe he doesn't want to have the conversation right now, but he's going to get other people to have the conversation. And um, I think that's really important. So, yeah. Yeah. 
that's what I have to say. Bravo. Bravo to him for being aware of his mental health, um, making tough decisions that he thinks need to, he needs to make to preserve that mental health and for raising the issue publicly. And obviously we all have our own challenges in life that we have to deal with, but this restaurant industry that I love so much that I've been privileged to report on for a very long time, these people that have let me into their lives, um, you know, I have just seen the issues that they deal with and the struggles to break out of the unhealthy habits. And yeah, like everybody watched the fucking bear and cared about it for a little while. Right. Yeah. Or the menu. But I mean, it is a rough fucking life. And we've tried to raise this conversation as frequently as we can on this podcast Mm -hmm. with other people in the industry to talk about if he's getting some people to talk about it, then then God bless him for that or whoever or whatever it is that you'd like to have bless people. May that bless him for that. Um, Second, it's worth noting that bank previously built two very popular Las Vegas restaurants, yeah. Chattatai and Chatta Street, which he eventually walked away oh. from for whatever reasons they were that time. And he came back and blew people away with Lamai. Yeah. So I'm just wishing him well and hoping that he has something exciting to show us in 2024 when he is ready. Yep. And I just want to throw a little tidbit out there. If, if somebody didn't see the social media or or they don't go back and look at it, um, he did make a point of saying it's going to be in the family. So, you know, let's um, I, I want to see what happens with that. Um, and I want to hopefully see some support there. And, and I'm excited to see what the family does with the spaces. Absolutely. There's not a lot of news this week because not a lot of people are writing. So even like when I try to plagiarize, <laughs> there's just not a lot of shit for me to plagiarize from. Jonathan Wright notes that the newest Sorry Not Sorry ice cream has opened finally in Henderson's Inspirata community. I fucking love that joint. Don't give it past a new ice cream or anything. Just (laughs) make it great fucking ice cream award. Um, And if you're anywhere near 3239 Bicentennial Parkway, I recommend you check it out now before the summertime crowds lead to massive lines like the ones on my side of town. Yes. So when it's cold, the ice cream still tastes good. (laughs) And finally, um, Here's the news feature I came across in Eater. I was hoping you could weigh in on this, Gemini, because I, as people know, I don't spend much time bar hopping these days. But there is a great story in um, in Eater about the bar Stray Pirate that opened on Commerce Street in the Arts District way back in October. It is the creation of popular downtown barkeep Chris Tater Guterres, yep. formerly of Corduroy, Oak and Ivy, and Atomic. It seems to be a pirate bar featuring lots of paintings of dogs dressed up as pirates (laughs) with some amazing decor, a tiki bar vibe without any real tikis in it. I have no doubt that if I was still a hard drinker, I would have closed this place down several nights by now because in a very non-Vegas fashion, it apparently shutters at stores at 1 a.m. on weekends and then midnight during the week. But honestly, my liver does not allow me such joys anymore. So I'm wondering, have you been? I've only popped my head in. Um, we were meeting some people, and so we didn't get to stay, unfortunately. Um, the plans kind of changed on us on, on the fly. Um, but I really love what Chris does. I really love what he has brought to downtown. And I am super excited about not just the fact that it's a tiki bar, but not really a tiki bar, but it's a pirate bar. Um, you know, I've heard some some like um, geek references in there, like some sci-fi stuff could be in, hidden in there. So let's, I think we make a date. I'll do the drinking. <laughs> yeah, yeah, you drink for me. <laughs> That's right. I'll, I'll try, and, uh, try we'll to get really outing. stoned and pretend I'm drunk. <laughs> I don't know. Um, yeah, but I'm, okay. super excited. I'm super excited for him. He deserves um, accolades and I'd like to see him do really well in downtown. 
Oh, well, I look forward to getting in there because it just, just looks like, like seriously, yeah. they went all out in building this place. So I'm excited to see that. I think that's about it for this week and for this year. I want ah, to thank you, you for listening. Yeah. <laughs> thank you, everybody who listened to this episode and to all the episodes that you've listened to. A massive thank you to you, Gemini, and to Rich on the back end. Working with the two of you has been one of the best parts of 2023. And I hope we have a lot more to do together in 2024. Oh, I'm looking forward to it. I've had such a great year. I can't believe it's our, it's gone so fast. Um, and yeah, I'm really looking forward to making 2024 even better. Well, I had a rough one this year and a couple things to come up and you guys really helped take a lot of the pressure off of me. So I'll be eternally grateful for that. So look, Gemini, as we sign off for 2023, would you join me in reminding the people to always, 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 always stay, stay hungry. hungry. <laughs>